So I said, forget it, you know? Like, I'm going to say something to her, slide in the DMs. A few days go by, um, you know, and I seen that she had uh, read it. Like, she seen it. She saw it. And so I, I trying to go to her page. I'm trying to be patient, but I figured out she blocked me. <laughs> then I went to an event, like, the next week, and I saw her. And I'm like, nigga, I should say something. Welcome to episode 60 of the David Ashley Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Mahones. Uh, be easy, homie. Rest well tonight. You know what I mean? Listen, man, you're a champion in my book, brother. <laughs> so tonight, obviously, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. Uh, I think Michael B. Jordan is going too far. We're going to talk about that. Um, if you're rich, should your kids be rich too? Uh, we got some Drake news, Usher, Justin Timberlake. Um, I'm going to tell you about the time I got blocked sliding in the DM. Uh, relationship question of the day. Do long-distance relationships really work? Uh, I don't know. We're going to talk about that and a little bit more up next, David Ashley Podcast. Let's get it. What up? What up? What up? So, um, Super Bowl. Just finished watching the Super Bowl. Pretty uneventful game. Um, listen, Tom Brady. I don't. I don't f with him. Um, but let me say, I don't f with him. Anybody who got that MAGA hat who supports that MAGA is about that MAGA life. I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm not. You know, Tom Brady had that hat in the background on purpose. You know what I mean? As a you know what I mean? It, it, it's just when you're rich and you, you know, you got money, you kind of disconnect it from, you know, how crazy your your rich friend is. I don't think him and Trump are on some like, you know, chummy, chummy, I call you, we go over each other's house. He was just another rich guy. He was a good guy. Donald talk a lot of shit. Oh, that's my dude. He crazy. You know what I mean? But we don't really know all the crazy shit our toxic, you know what I'm saying, friends do. Um, so, you know, I think that's about... But even still, he did have that, that that hat back there. So like Ply said, we need to find out if he's still down. But nonetheless, uh, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. Um, I, you know, you can't listen. He, it's the greatest sports story ever. You know, when you look at where he was drafted and, uh, you know, even how he waited for his turn. And not only did he step up to the plate, but he, you know, he took off. To a seventh Super Bowl ring, a tenth appearance, it's it's outrageous. So Patrick Mahomes, you know what I mean. I salute you, bro. Um, you'll be back. You know what I'm saying. He just got that five hundred million dollar contract, and he's still playing. He's still playing hard. Like he, you know what I mean. So, you know, um, barring injury, he'll he'll be back there several more times. It's not promised, but he'll be at least on the scene. How about that Super Bowl? You can't really promise that because football is you know, kind of, kind of crazy like that. So, um, you know, anyway, um, uh, Gorilla Glue, that lady didn't have no glue, Gorilla Glue in her, in her head. Like she, I mean, I'm sorry, she did that on purpose. Come on, stop it. 
She's trying to go viral, just by the way. One thing I found was crazy. Let's go back to Tom Brady. Tom Brady had not had a first quarter touchdown in his history, a Super Bowl. And then when he throws one today with 40 seconds left in the first quarter, it's the touchdown made him and Gronk the highest scoring duo in Super Bowl in what in, in postseason history. I just thought that was remarkable. And th- whoever is on them stats are just stat department be crazy. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, the um, the weekend, I, you know, I, you know, he's not much of a performer, so it's kind of hard. You know what I mean? But nonetheless, you know, what I'm saying? he got good music. I think he. Anyway, I'm going to say that for later. But I heard he spent like six, seven million dollars of his own money um, to, to, you know what I'm saying, put all his bandage face people out there uh, to dance or to make it, you know, how he wanted it. And I thought that was wild, man. Um, but but salute to him. You know what I mean? Um, if you heard first, the first time I heard The weekend, um, it was in, I think, 2011 or 12. And it was a Dirty Diana cover that he did um, of uh, Mike's song. So clearly, you know what I'm saying, Mike is his inspiration. Uh, so anybody, you know what I'm saying, draws from Mike, uh, his inspiration is my inspiration. So salute to you, homie. Um, like I know, like he going to hear this shit. Salute to you, homie. Um, uh, Michael B. Jordan out here doing too much. Um, and quite frankly, I don't like the way all the women is fawning over this dude. You know, it was cool when he was just Wallace. He had the little braids, you know what I mean, the little Friday Night Light shit. And now it's just, it's moved into another level where, um, quite frankly, I don't like the reaction response from women around, um, you know, when, when his name comes up and now you got this punk ass, um, you know what I'm saying? Alexa commercial. And, you know, I, you know, and quite frankly, I'm a little offended, you know, and that's it. I'm gonna leave it at that. If I see him on the street, it's on site. All right, Mike (laughs) Wallace, (laughs) you still Wallace to me, fam. Muscles are not. Don't catch these hands, fam. Um, all right. Um, so, oh, my cousin went viral. My same, my cousin that was on the episode Friday with with his wife, they went viral um, with the video that they made about how God made his wife, and he's pouring in these you know water to represent the certain parts of of, of his wife, and it's a really funny part. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna uh, tell you everything, but just go watch the video. So, congrats to Daisha. It's simply Daisha and her blog. Um, uh, people are responding pretty well. You know, I like the numbers. Um, the, you know, um, uh, people are, people seem like they liked, um, the interview. Um, I just wish I could have done it, uh, better with, and this is why, like, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Um, I should have researched like the next interview I'm going to do on another platform and we're going to get better sound. It was still, you could hear everything, but I just, you know, we need better sound. So the sound's going to be a little bit better next time, but it's like, man, I should have had promotion and everything ready so that, you know, but who knows when you're going to go viral, but it ain't about that. It's just about being ready. So that if something like this happens, you can catch some of that heat. Do you understand me? Well, so shout out to Dante and Daisha Davis, um, uh, my family, but also a beautiful couple. And um, yeah, man, stay ready. You ain't got to get ready, all right? Let's get it. So, Drake wants to see Justin Timberlake and Usher. I'm sorry. 
Drake wants to see Usher and Justin Timberlake battle, do a versus battle. How do you feel about that? I, me, I think it's perfect. I mean, when people were talking about, oh, Chris Brown and Usher, I was just like, well, I mean, it'll be entertaining because Chris Brown's got some, you know, he's got some, he makes good music, but really, that's a wash. I could tell by the way the the younger millennials and the Gen X people were responding that Usher was going to do him in. Because you got to understand, Chris Brown is in no man's land when it comes to that. He's in no man's land in the way that Usher is. Because anybody above Usher, um, right, which immediately above Usher, meaning like somebody from an older generation that bled into his would that could even flirt with a battle is R. Kelly. And R in as great as Usher is, R. Kelly washes um R. Kelly washes Usher in a in a battle. He just does. <laughs> he just does. So and it's really kind of the same place that R. Kelly would be in because anybody above R. Kelly he doesn't really have any peers in that way. So anybody above him would be, you know, Michael Jackson, Prince, Stevie Wonder. He doesn't necessarily want to see that smoke. Although I told you all I am planning. I don't know if I told you all, I am planning a secret. I, and, and I understand, I'm, I'm, but I'm talking about the art. I understand how you're feeling right now, but I, I'm talking about the art. I don't, you know, I can separate the, the art from the artist. And if you can't, that's fine. I, I get I completely understand. But I'm doing a secret um, Zoom um, versus battle between R. Kelly and Prince. I know it sounds blasphemous. I know it. But ever since uh, Lil Boosie Badass said that R. Kelly would beat anybody, Mike Stevie or Prince, and then a couple of people that I talked to like believed it, I was like, oh, man. It's like, oh, I got, we got to, because and the only reason I'm going to do it, and, and I can only, like whoever is going to be in it, you could you could only have R. Kelly's catalog if you know R. Kelly's catalog. If you don't, then I'll do the R. Kelly catalog and then let you do Prince. But the same way, it's like so whoever does you know what I'm saying backs their artist has to really know that catalog. So you know I just want to show people yeah, but not when it comes to Prince. And the reason I picked Prince out of Michael and Stevie because because of the sexual nature of their music. Uh, you know what I mean? It, you you kind of gotta, you know what I mean? Because because what I'm gonna play, because even a Mike Prince joint, it's like, yeah, we can go song for song, but you know, Mike don't have any sexy songs like, you know, "Lady of My Life." <laughs> you know what I mean? But other than that, it's like everything else is pretty much upbeat or way too slow. Um, but anyway, Chris Brown. I mean, like honestly, what is Chris Brown gonna play? <clears throat> When Usher drops like Superstar or or like or Confession, like it's too many. What or you don't have to call. <laughs> or yeah, like, yeah, Chris Brown might have an answer for yeah, but what if Usher doubles back with you don't have to call? Like, what are you gonna play then, fam? Or can you help me? What that see that's can you help me as a sleeper off of 8701? When you, whenever I play somebody, can you help me? They they trip out like, wait a minute, what? It's such an epic song. I'm telling you, go check it out. Um, let's see. 
you know, there is, um, there are, you know, when it comes to Justin Timberlake, and I still think Usher wins, but Justin was right there. I mean, um, <clears throat> but the only thing with Chris Brown, you could play a couple Usher songs off his first album. But when it comes to Justin Timberlake, I don't, I don't know if you can. You know what I mean? Because rule-wise, if he can use NSYNC, then yeah, Usher probably had to play like Can You Get With It or uh, uh, All The Time I Think Of You Holding On To Someone Do. So that or like uh, I can think of many ways to say who same person did um, what you call it um, uh, what's the Tevin Campbell song girl don't leave me oh alone with you did many ways by Usher you can kind of hear it if you you know what I'm saying check it out but uh, either way it's just <clears throat> Usher wins but him and Justin Timberlake were on the same trajectory. You know what I mean? I mean, cause th this is because, uh, you know, Usher's first song came out in 93, but his first album was like 94. Right. And then by his by the time My Way came out, he was like on his way to adulthood, but it was still almost teeny bopper. But it was his breakout. Then 8701, then Confessions. Goodbye. Right. But then Justin Timberlake first album came out right before Confessions. And then. Confessions dropped and everybody was done. Then Justin Timberlake came back in 06. Usher came back with Love in the Club, which obviously wasn't going to hit like um, Confessions. But people, see, people talk about Confessions and um, the Love in the Club album. What was it called? What was the name of that? Was it Raymond versus Raymond or something like that? But I don't think so. I think they, they talk about it as if it was like off the wall thriller. But the reason that conversation is lopsided is because if you really look, Thriller was the better album. But it was off the, I mean, I'm sorry, Off the Wall was the better album. Thriller was the album where they intentionally, because Off the Wall won a bunch of Grammys too, but what happened was when Thriller came through, they were like, hey, we about to take this to another. We about to add some guitars, some rock elements. We about to do a bunch of stuff with this. And, you know, and voila, there you have, you know, there you have Thriller, you know, there you have, you know, want to be starting something, Beat It, Billie Jean, just a bunch of a smorgasbord of different kind of sounds and songs that appeal to so many different parts of um, America and the world to where it was just like, oh, OK, let's get it. But whereas like Off the Wall was like a really R&B album and um wasn't as you know and that's the hard part r&b is the most disrespected art form i think it's the most disrespected art form because folk you know what i'm saying white folk across the pond can take it um and do it and everybody be amazed be like oh my god you know what i mean you know what i mean and you can make the same song called stay as tyrese but he has only reached a certain amount in the charts but because you know what i'm saying stan uh what's my man over there? i forgot the dude name when he does it then you know you know, same with Adele. And listen, great artists. I'm not taking anything away from them, but is there some kind of magic fairy pixie dust that floats in the air when somebody white does the same kind of, you know, black song, you know, and they get praised for it. Uh, anyway, don't get me out. You know what I'm saying? But when you when you look at it, this this is what people disrespect about Usher. Usher has 
mm, eight to ten songs. Oh, okay. Let me finish my point about Usher. So Confessions was really Usher's off the wall and his thriller. It wasn't either or, but it's his thriller and record sales and and but it was it's also his best album. Some people will argue 8701, but at those people, they don't they, like let's do a versus battle between the two songs. I mean between the two albums and we'll see what happens. I don't want to hear that. And 80, 8701 was an amazing album. Don't get me wrong. Man, you don't have to call. You got it bad. Can you help me? You remind me all of that. But um Nah, man, you ain't messing with that. But Usher has eight to ten songs after Confessions that will go that will go hard in a battle. I mean, we talking about like we talking about what? Oh my God, oh my God, Shorty, a little freak with Nicki Minaj. Um, what else we got? Um, at Love in This Club. And the remix with Beyonce. Um, uh, the, uh, the no matter how long it takes. Whatever that call. Uh, Here I Stand. That's five. Um, there Goes My Baby. Daddy's Home. Um, good Kisser. Oh, my God. That's eight songs. Now, I'm, I'm missing a couple, but I'm just saying this is this is after Confessions. So, anyway. Ain't nobody saying not now. Ain't nobody seeing Usher in that in that, you know. You know, too bad for Chris Brown. Even though he said, I mean, Chris Brown was like, "Oh, I I went on my features alone." Be like against who though, fam? Against Trey Songs and them. <laughs> you know, and, and really, I think the best battle for Chris Brown would be Drake, because Drake really don't want to see none of like, and Drake ain't going. He ain't. Drake don't have enough firepower to battle as a rapper. Um, not as an art, I'm not as a a rap artist, but I'm talking about as a as a rapper with songs. I don't think he has enough firepower to to go against, you know, you know, Kanye with washing. You know what I mean? In the battle. Kanye, I mean, Kanye got seven classics. He would wash Drake. You know what I mean? Does does Drake even have a classic album? You know, it's too far gone. Is that his first album? Would you consider that a classic? Or Take Care? Anyway, um, nobody wants to see Usher in that versus battle. Um, you know, um, a lot of people were mentioning um, Justin Timberlake versus, like, um, what? Justin Timberlake versus Bruno Mars. That'd be great. Drake versus Bruno Mars. I mean, Listen, man, I, I decided last year after this last Bruno Mars album that he has enough songs to justify me going to a concert. Now, I ain't going no time soon. But if this hadn't hit, I would have appreciated going to a Bruno Mars concert. That boy got hits. And then when you get into the part of the concert where, you know, where he starts doing the the, the songs that he wrote, you know, he's written with and for Adele. Um, you know, um, CeeLo and a bunch of people where it's just like, damn, boy, that boy got a pen. That boy got a pen. Um, I, this is all right. So this is something else I think would be fun. A, um, 
I think a 10 song battle, and they suggested this, maybe like an undercard for groups who were big and impactful, but who didn't have that many songs, right? Who don't have 20 songs. So I suggested SWV versus Escape. I put it on Facebook and I'll be damned. Most people, most people picked Escape. And I think they picked Escape because I think it's a generational thing. I think because T.I. and Tiny, Tiny's still in the, in the public view and Candy's still in the public view. We haven't seen Coco Lili or Taj in years. Obviously Taj because she, you know what I'm saying, married to, to, to uh, Eddie George. We'll see every once in a while, but we don't like, it's a cultural thing. But really, once you boil down to it, the songs, it ain't nothing. Man, S- Escape ain't got nothing to come at all. Like at all. But um, I think that'd be great. I think that'd be dope. I mean, Destiny's Child and TLC, I think they got a 20-song battle waiting to happen. You know what I mean? Tony Braxton. Who is it? Tony Braxton and uh, Mary J. Blige. Who you got there? (laughs) Who you you got there, Tony Braxton and Mary J. Blige? Who you got? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't don't think, like, she ain't got man. I don't even know if Tony Braxton got 20 songs. Tony Braxton's a legend. I love Tony Braxton. But does she have 20 songs? Because she don't want that Mary J. Blige smoke. She does not want that Mary Janice Blige smoke. I don't even know if Janice her middle name. Matter of fact, I doubt it. I just made it up. As you can tell, I love her. Listen, I am an R&B head. You understand me? So I love this shit. Like, I, I, I listen, man. I love this shit. But anyway... Let me know what you, you know, give me some feedback who you like to see. Mariah Carey and Mary J. Blige? I don't know. I don't know. What you think? No? Some people say that don't make sense. Shut up. Shut up. I hate when people say that. If you can tell me, if you like, you know what I'm saying, Dream Lover or Breakdown by Mariah Carey more than you like, you know, a Dancery song by Mary J. Blige, then it does make sense. You just pick the songs that you like. Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on you. Shut up. If you're rich, should your kids be rich too? I mean, obviously they're going to live the lifestyle you live, you know, if they're in your household. Um, But what happens then? Do you cut them off? Do you give them an allowance? I mean, like if if you're a millionaire, what do you do? I mean, it's wild. Like Bill, Bill Gates, and Bill and Melinda are only living in their children. Their three children, I believe, two or three children, uh, ten million apiece. He worth one hundred thirteen billion. Ten million apiece. You know, um, they they don't want to leave them with what is jokingly called affluenza. I don't know. They don't call it that, but essentially they don't want to give them too much money where they don't have to do anything because people that turn out like that, people who have that, turns out are miserable. Like if you don't have any drive, right? Take Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett is giving most of his money. <laughs> um, he's, I think he said he's going to leave $2 billion of Berkshire Hathaway stock 
and leave it into his kids' charities, not his kids, not his three kids. And then the rest of his money is going to Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I mean, it's wild, right? I mean, I, I remember, I don't know if you watched the show Succession, but Cousin Greg on Succession was faced with his, so he works for, it's loosely based on the, uh, the guy who owned Fox um, News. Um, was it Rupert Murdoch? Something like that. And what happened is um, the cousin came to work for his uncle's family where the uncle's dad, the kid, the cousin Greg's dad is on the board and he's a wealthy man too, but he doesn't like his brother, right? He doesn't like cousin Greg's uncle. So his grandfather, his father is like, um, actually it's his grandfather. Sorry. So his grandfather tells him, listen, either you can work for the owner of Fox news, even though it's called ATM or something like that, ATV. He said, you can work for them. He said, either you can get this $250 million inheritance or you can work with them and I'm only leaving you $5 million. Right? $250 million versus $5 million. And the guys were, uh, one of the guys were teasing him, you know, in the room. And he said, man, that's, um, he said, $5 million, you'd, you'd be the poorest rich person in America. <laughs> He said, you can't do anything with five million. You know, he said, uh, five million is a nightmare. You can't retire with it, and it's not worth it to work. And he said, five will drive you un poco loco. I guess he meant, you know, I don't know what he meant by that. But now, the truth is, you can take five million dollars and live like a like a king in a lot of places in this world. In America, you can. But it just depends on what you're, you know, you could take $5 million and live for the rest of your life off of it. You could take $5 million. <laughs> you could take $5 million and you could take $5 million and not touch it and live like the king off the, off the interest. For, well, maybe not like a king off the interest, but still. I don't know. I don't think a lot of people like you could live somewhere in Iowa. You could live anywhere, really, and live a modest lifestyle off five million dollars. You'll never have another want and care in your life. You can make one or two moves, put your money in a a, a high uh, interest yielding account. Come on, man. Anyway, I kind of got off the topic. Anthony Anderson. He cut his kids off. You know, and I think he cut, he he let his daughter go, but he was talking about his son and he said, my son was going to Howard and, you know, he decided he wanted to drop out and be an actor and a rapper and he wanted, but he wanted to do so without a job. So, you know, he said before he went to college, he had a job that was making him quite a bit of money. So, um, but what he, you know, he didn't want to have a job. And uh, and actually, recently I heard Brian McKnight and his sons aren't aren't uh, at the best of terms because he Brian did the same thing to his his sons. And I don't know, man. I like I I think that there is value. I think that there is value 
in learning how to fish. But where does giving your kids the opportunity that you didn't have, give them the wealth and the access that you didn't have come into play? Where does that come into play? Because listen, I, I plan to have, I, can, I plan to give my kids everything. But I mean, along the way, I, I do also plan on, you know, creating a an atmosphere where they're not spoiled. Right? Because money won't be a, money won't be an issue. But God, I never want my kids to be spoiled in a way that like spoiled brats. They're not going to want for anything, but they're definitely going to know what work is. And I'm not sure how I'm going to do that yet, but you know, that's what, that's what I want for them. So I can understand. I mean, you know, and what I think happened with Anthony Anderson is that he was just like, Oh yeah, I just, you know, he'll give him a job working for him. You know what I mean? But it's like, man, I love, I mean, I mean, ask him, Anthony, Anthony Anderson probably would have, you know, I mean, he's been Hollywood a while, but I mean, like without having to work and all this other kind of stuff, it's like, man, the amount that you can get done, you know, you can get more work done, you know, without having to work. So it's just like, as long as he's working toward that, eesh, I don't, I don't understand why you wouldn't give them that opportunity. But anyway, that's just me. A little something I just threw out there. What you think? Malcolm and Marie, starring John David Washington and Zendaya. I, I have to learn this 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 lady's name, Zendaya or Zendaya. I'm gonna find it out. She she deserves that from from all of us now. Um, and she's just one of those one name people. Listen, what I found out about Zendaya is that what the heck. What I found out about Zendaya is that she, first of all, that she put a million dollars up to get this movie done herself, Um, which is remarkable. It's like you got to bet on yourself. It's just a movie. It's a movie with just her. The only two people in the movie are her and John David Washington. And it's a really good movie. It it is is hard to stomach and hard to watch at times because it's it's about love and codependency and toxicity and and uh, you know relationships and man men and women and um, accountability and lack of accountability and all of that. Um, but ultimately, I think it's the struggle that you go to to you know to be in love. You know, um, but you know it's open to many interpretations. She is, um, what I found out that she did other than putting up a million dollars of her own money to do the movie was that she also made sure that the crew, Zendaya made sure that the crew got points on the movie so that when it was sold to Netflix for for $30 million, right, that the crew that, yo, people don't do like stars don't get points on movies a lot of times. She made sure the crew got some of that money so that everybody who worked on that movie, or I don't know if everybody, I don't know how much of the crew, but that the crew got broke off. 
you know, the grip, the the DP, the this, the that, the, you know, all the all the positions that are working on the movie that I and I just thought that was remarkable, man. I mean, for for that, she got a fan for life from me. Like for real, out of me. Um, that's remarkable. It takes a special, you know. And Zendaya finding a motherfucker though. <laughs> as well. And Yo, when I tell you she is an amazing actress, I did see I don't watch uh Sephora. It's not necessarily my show. I got a friend. Well, she ain't a friend, but I you know I know her. It's an associate. Um uh homegirl Nika. She is she plays Zendaya's mother on that show. But I I just don't watch the show. Um perhaps I need to now because she is a beast. She is a she is an actor. She is an actor. My God, um, all the performances in this movie. Well, There's only two performances are really good. Um, I you know, it's all in black and white. It's it's man. You 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 if you've ever been in a relationship, which you know you have if you're listening, I assume you will be triggered. You will laugh. You know you're gonna be disgusted. <laughs> but check it out. I think it's a good watch. Um, I liked it. Uh, one, th- one thing I hate, <clears throat> I-, I hate the word overrated. I really do. I re- And it's something petty, but I, I hate the word overrated. Because all overrated means is that you don't understand why everybody else likes it so much. Because guess what? The people who rated it, they're the ones that liked it. So if it's overrated, that means folk like the movie. So who are you to come along and say that something is overrated? Like, I can understand people saying, oh, I felt like this movie should have gotten enough shine. Sometimes movies get, you know, blocked and they don't get the promo. Like like School Days. I talked about School Days last week. Doesn't get the promotion that it should have gotten because of extenuating circumstances. But to say something is overrated, ugh. Or to say like, ooh, I don't get the hype. I don't get what all the hype is about. So, like, that's just a sly way of saying, I hope you don't like it too. Nigga, if you don't like it, if you don't like the lyrics, you could press fast forward. Period. Oh, I hate when somebody said like that. I, I hate it. I hate it times 12. I hate it. I sound like an old person. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I hate it times 12. But uh, yeah, go check it out, man. Um, yeah, John David Washington. And Zendaya. <clears throat> Zendaya. God, I'm sorry, Zendaya. Um, also Zendaya, my number is uh, 615. <laughs> you understand me? Shit. Um, anyway, yeah. Check it out. Go check that out. Netflix. Check it out. Ooh, also, Judas. Judas is coming. Judas and the Messiah is coming. Oh, my God. You know we checking those out. You know what I'm saying? Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Also, oh, the Salt and Pepper movie was good. The Wendy Williams movie was good. Shout out to Sierra. I know Sierra. That's the homie. Um, Wendy Williams, um, she, man, I had to hit her in the inbox. I said, damn. <laughs> she, she, she killed that role. Like, she had the voice down. She had the accent. She had the, 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 yeah, anyway, 
she killed it. Um, I couldn't, fi- I couldn't finish the documentary. Um, but I hope that, you know what I'm saying? Wendy would it honestly, let me tell you this. It's hard to feel sorry for somebody who talks about people so recklessly, you know what I mean? You, you know, but either way, I hope that she, you know what I'm saying? Heals. Um, cause she seems really sad and, um, yeah, you don't want to see nobody sad, but still it's like, you don't care about nobody else's life. It seems like, so you made your money just on reckless scandal. You know what I mean? So anyway. Shout out, shout out. So, congratulations to Amber. Um, Amber, first of all, let me, let me tell you why this is frustrating, okay? And listen, I understand. What time I was supposed to, we were supposed to have done so much more by by this time in our lives, right? Right? You got to forgive yourself because you can't do nothing about it now. But when I see youngsters, people that I knew as children, literally getting engaged, it kind of makes you look at your yourself and be like, uh, "What, you, uh, boy? Uh, what you what you doing, fam?" Like what? Like for real? What you doing? Um, I know someone who met someone during you know when they went on when we went on lockdown and hit it off so well that they quarantined together and they just got engaged. And I'm like, oh, such a great story. And I, I. I go back to this meme. It was Kevin Hart on the meme, but it was like people getting married. I'm still asking women what their favorite color is, <laughs> which I haven't done since I was 21. Like, like it was funny. I said that to someone, one of my homegirls, and they was like, "No, nigga, literally just asked me that last week." I said, "Huh? <laughs> I said, what's, what's going on?" Like, listen, man. I talk a lot of shit, um, especially about expectation. It seemed like I be like my homegirl. She was like, "Well, you know, you be talking about us all the time." But and when she says it, I I gotta honor it because she be talking about y- y'all too. Like, cause she she's one of those she's one of the twenty percent that I call it that understands what women are and you know, which are beautiful. Women are beautiful. But she understands a lot of the perspectives that I have because she just, she's one of those that she keeps it real. All, and she was just like, oh, and you know, like when she'll be asking me questions, she'll be doing stuff. She'll be like, nigga, I'm just getting you ready for whenever you get married because you can't escape this. It's like, you can't escape anything that I'm doing to you right now. And, uh, I'm just like, yo, I'm getting practice. I get it. And I appreciate it. And I'm, and I'm getting better. But she was just like, yeah, you know, you be talking about us. And I was like, you know what? I get it. My bad. But even though, you know, I believe in, you know, I, you know, I'll be talking a whole lot of untrue stuff, you know. But even though I do uh, say what I say, some of these niggas out here is just foul, man. I ain't going to lie to you. 
just foul and and listen, if a dude is out there being foul, like one of my homegirls from TSU, she was like, man, I was in Atlanta and this uh and I was going somewhere in the parking lot, whatever. And I heard a dude say, Hey bitch, hey bitch. And she said, he said it the second time. And I was like, he, you, you, you talking to me? And this was years ago. And this is an extreme example. But my point is that he only does that because there's another woman who accepts it. You know, if it works, why wouldn't you do what works? <laughs> you know what I mean? We think, you know, standards are supposed to be across the board, but it's like, no. Standards or not. I mean, good is relative, right? But it's just fascinating to see people stay together and, and get together. And I don't know, man. I'm I'm clearing my head from from you know from entanglement, from mental entanglements, you know. <laughs> um so I'm rounding I'm rounding the corner. I'm rounding third on my way um, to home plate as far as, you know, getting to a place where mentally I can, um, I guess, work towards a relationship, meet somebody. But honestly, I mean, I'm not, you know, shit. How do you do that during Corona? How do you do that when we can't even go outside? You know? I mean, yeah, you you do a, I mean, like, because I'm on hinge right now, you know. I'm going to tell you this story right quick. Because I don't, you know, whatever. I, I shoot myself in the foot a lot, but I remember, and this was years ago. I, I, I probably told this story. Matter of fact, I, I'm sure I've told the story, but I'm going to tell it again. Um, you know, I'm on Instagram. I'm comment creeping, you know. I'm picture creep. I'm 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 page stalking, and I see a young lady. I'm like, ah, okay, and I'm looking through her her pictures, and I see another young lady, and I'm like, oh, bet let's go to her page. I'm scared. I'm scrolling through her joint, and um, I like the picture. And at the time, my page was private, so I like the picture, and she immediately sent a request, like a friend request. And I'm like, bet, sent a friend request. Now, this is where I should have known something was up. Sent the friend request and nothing happened. So maybe like the next day or two days, I sent just a, like a introductory, like, hey, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? You know, just a, just a quick, like, hey, how you doing? Good to have. I don't even remember exactly what I said, but it wasn't anything. It was not even a joke. It was just a hey. It was just a hi. Just trying to get the ball rolling. And I saw that she had seen it. But you know, I ain't whatever. I'm not front. I ain't I ain't stressing it. But so next couple of days, I'm like, huh. She ain't said nothing. So I'm like, but some something told me. I was like, what happens when you're blocked? So I Googled it, <laughs> came back, and sure enough, I forgot what it said, but whatever it said when I Googled it, 
it happened. Like it was something turns a certain color. I don't know. And sure enough, she had blocked me. And I'm like, what? And I kid you not, like I didn't say nothing. I ain't saying, I mean, I'm not a creepy dude. I mean, but I, but who am I to say what's creepy? But who am I to say what's creepy to a woman? But still, like I didn't, it was no innuendos. It was just an introduction. Hey, how you doing? That's not all I said, but you know, I said something else, you know, I don't know. So tell me why the next, you know, in the next, what, three months, I saw this young lady at three different events. And the first time I saw her, the first two times I saw her, I was like, I should say something. <laughs> and it was just, it was just ego. Cause it was just like, yo, I need to find out why she blocked me. I like, and, and again, I can understand if I said something, cause I've said dumb shit in the past that might've been come off creepy or whatever, whatever, you know, I don't know. But, and, and, and if I don't get a response, I don't get a response. See, because if I throw a DM, like from a story or something, and I don't get a response, man, I erase the shit off that thing. <laughs> Listen, I ain't going to be in your inbox having no conversation with myself. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I just refuse to do it. I'm not playing myself in that way. So if I don't get a response, I'll erase it. Unsend. You know. Unless you've seen it. If you've seen it, then I'll just leave it there and I just won't comment anymore. But you know what I'm saying? So I get that part. But when I saw her on the streets, I was just like, yo, man, I should say something. Goddamn block me, goddammit. I'm David Ashley. What do I mean? What you what you mean? And I had never, I can't say I never seen her before. Cause I I, I just don't, you know. I don't remember seeing her before. Put it like that. But now all of a sudden I see her at three different events. But it's like, how do you do that, man? How do you how do you approach somebody? And this was years ago. It wasn't during COVID, but it's like, how do you do it now? Right? Even if you see somebody on hinge or, or whatever, or whatever, out, you know. If you go somewhere, you see somebody, all right, you you start talking, then what? When it's time to get, you know, physical or serious. If I don't trust the way you quarantine, like it's either one or two things gonna happen. You're gonna let your guard down and you're not gonna care as much. Or you're gonna step back. Like, or you're gonna, you know, create some distance until you can figure out, you know. And listen, adults will talk about it. But how can I make her how can you make somebody quarantine more and better? Especially if they have Jobs where they have to be around people. You know what I mean? How do you do that during this time? Man, if you got somebody, man, you lucky. I ain't gonna lie to you. You lucky. You are lucky. Cause these are these are um these are weird times, man. Especially at especially now to be thinking about this. I'm like, God damn. Whoever thought this would be a worry when it was time to finally 
you, you know what I mean? Turn that corner on, on finding somebody. So, um, you know, good luck to you all out there, man. You know, I'll, I'll update you. Um, I'll update you on my progress or lack thereof. <laughs> no. So, haven't gotten a relationship question in a while. Got one of those. Send it to one David Ashley at gmail.com. So, this letter, um, again, if you're going to send it, if it don't start with Dear David, shut up. Don't even send it. <laughs> I like how it sounds. Dear David. Uh, so, Dear David, I met this girl when I was three weeks away from moving out of state. Everything was going well. We vibe. Everything was easy. But once I moved, I just started to feel different. Not necessarily about her, but about being so far away and if it could actually work. I know I probably shot myself in the foot, but I've just always been leery about long distance relationships. I told her that perhaps we shouldn't be in a, yeah, excuse me, in a relationship. That was like a week ago. And I, we haven't, what? I guess he's saying, and I, uh, I think he wanted to say, and I haven't talked to her, but he says, and I, we haven't talked. We haven't talked since. I'm not sure what to do. Should I try it? Mm, well, uh, my dude, you already, <laughs> if y'all haven't talked in a week, what does it say? You haven't talked in a week? Um, haven't talked. That was about a week ago. Yeah. But let, I'll just humor you. E. All right, so let's read the first part again. Um, I met this girl when I was 12 years old. And what I love most, she has so much. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's a different, that's a song. That's common. Shout out to Com Sense. Um, so I met this girl when I was three weeks away from moving out of state. Hmm. Everything was going well. We vibe. Uh, everything uh, was easy. Love that word. Um, but once I moved, I just started to feel different, not necessarily about her, but about being so far away and if it could actually work now. Um, yeah, you probably did shoot yourself in the foot because it seems like you made now, I wondered if you made this, this, this decision based on the newness that was about to happen when you moved to the, to the new state. Right. It's like you. It's like, did you, it sounds like perhaps you thought about all you were going to be doing. A lot of times, like, dudes will blame the woman, you know what I'm saying, because he worried about her doing the same thing he know he going to be doing. <laughs> That's some crazy shit. But, so he's probably thinking, like, yo, I'm about to get this newness. I was listening to that three-stack verse off, uh, player's anthem he says um he said but i'm no island peninsula maybe make no sense i know crazy and and just to think about that line he was saying but i'm he said wetness all around me true but i'm no island peninsula maybe makes no sense i know crazy 
basically he wants you to he tricked you and make you he says some wild shit but i'm no island peninsula maybe thinking like that when he said makes no sense i know crazy that you that you thought he was talking about the line he just said but he was at, he was actually talking about the line in front where he says i know crazy give up all this pussy cap that's in my lap no looking back god damn three stacks is a genius i ain't even lie to you but for real like this is what this i think this is what the dude is thinking Give up all this pussy, this new pussy cat that's gonna be in my lap once I move to this city. Why? For something that I can't even have access to. And this is the way you talk yourself out of it when you're a dude. You could be like, well, shit, I don't know what she's gonna be doing. She could be doing her thing. So why should I, you know what I'm saying? Why should I wait? But I think the part that you're missing here is I think you jumped the gun on that. And listen, there, there's an element of this where you could just not trust long distance relationships. I get it. But the element that you kind of jumped over, in my opinion, was that everything was going well. Um, now, it had only been three weeks, right? Um, everything was going well. You said we vibe. Everything was easy. And, um, and you know... A relationship doesn't really get tested until you are together in the same city, you know? Not to say, it, I mean, it, it could get tested a lot, especially if it's starting. Because essentially, you, you'd be starting a, a relationship long distance, right? And then you're thinking about like, man, if it gets serious, what's going to happen? Is she going to move out here? Is she going to expect me to move back there? Um, how do I trust her? You know, how do I, you know? You know, which is kind of like a thinly veiled critique of how you'll think about her, how you'll keep her at the forefront of your thoughts while you're out here with this this new pussycat in your lap. So he says, I know I probably shot myself in the foot, but I've just always been leery about long distance relationships. I told her that perhaps we shouldn't be in a relationship. Uh, that was like a week ago and we haven't talked since. What should I, I'm not sure what I sh should do. Should I try it? I mean, yes. I mean, cause listen, play to win. You know, you know how when you play in spades and you don't, you didn't see what your partner play. You looked away for a minute. You checked your phone, whatever. You can't talk across the table and you ain't playing with a partner who has a, a specific signal to let you know, you know, whether to play high or low, what you got to do. You got to play to win. So, I mean, I think once we learn that there's nothing that failures don't really, the only time that failure exists is when you don't learn from the situation. Other than that, you take everything as a lesson. Everything is a lesson. And then from there, you know, it can end up sour. The best, the best that could happen. I mean, it is really, it's a no loss here. Unless you're really worried about this newness that you're going to miss up, that you're going to, you know, miss out on. Well, why not try it? You know, first you have to see if you can mend you know, because you probably lost whatever trust, you know, she had once you said, because she can sense it. 
She thought if she ain't dumb, most likely, women be knowing. Women be knowing. So, I don't know. I say try it, man. If you could get her back on the on the phone and if you're serious about it, don't be, you know, don't play with her heart or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? If you know you're really not going to be committed. But if you're with it, if it's as easy as you say, if, if y'all vibe like you say, go for it. Go for it. And that's it. We're out. That was episode 60. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you also hope you enjoyed um, my cousin Dante and his wife, Daisha. Again, check out her blog and her Instagram page. It's simply Daisha. Uh, they went viral. Um, yeah, so check out The Shade Room. Um, I already told you that. They went viral. Check out The Shade Room and uh, in the last couple of days. And I think it was another Black Love Exists or something like that. They went viral on a couple different sites. So go check them out. Um, and I always, you know, I wanted to name the episode Traditional Marriage because so many people you know, they got something to say about if you don't do it the right way. And here you got a couple that didn't do it the quote unquote traditional or right way. Um, and that's why I wanted to highlight how, how long they've been together versus uh, how long they've been married because they put in more years than people uh, and more successful than people who, who did it, you know, quote unquote, the right way. And there's nothing wrong with doing it a certain your way, but you know, um, kudos to them for, fighting through, um, you know, youth and, and troubles and immaturity. And, uh, you know what I mean? He's my, that's, that's little cuz, but he ain't that much younger than me, but just like three years, but still it's like, man, it's good to see cuz has grown so much and he's a family man, you know? So, um, so the rest of the, the way we going again, couples are on Friday. Um, next Monday, I'm going to have a young lady I've known for years on. She's going to talk about her struggles during the time of Corona and love and just relationships, period. Um, you know, we're going to have guests for the rest of the month. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I got, got some more guests coming up this Friday. And, um, you know, I know the, the, the listeners, uh, my numbers are going to take a dip because when you, when you do two episodes, people kind of look at it like, wait, what? And they listen to the episode that pops up, right? Even though they may not have listened to Monday's episode, they might listen to Friday's episode. Yada, yada, yada. But people will get used to it. Um, so anyway, I appreciate your listenership. Um, first of all, I'm going to stop saying um so much. and I'm going to talk faster. I know uh, sometimes people cut me off because I talk slow. And, uh, and to that, I say, you know, when I start listening to myself, I'm like, damn, I do kind of. <laughs> I am like a paced talker. You know what I mean? But I'm thinking, whatever, that's me. I've been moving slow since I was six years old. It's just how I am. I'm cool. Back up off me. Um, but you know, once I listen to myself, it's like, okay, so I need to, I need to pick it up. I, I think I owe the listeners that. But to all of you who listen, um, you know, sometimes I post at midnight and, you know, a dozen or so people have already listened to it by the time I wake up in the morning. So to you all, I thank you. Um, to everybody that's listening, I thank you. Um, you know, hey, listen, guys. And gals, your 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 goals, that thing that you wanted to do at the beginning of the year, you've probably most likely already forgotten about it, right? Or you've fallen off the horse, you tried it, it got hard and you quit. Um, but listen, man, life is about the recovery time. 
And and that's between the time you fall off the horse where you stop eating right, you stop tracking your weight, you stop working on the business to the time that you realize it and get back up on the horse, man. That's all it is. It's about closing the gap and making your recovery time smaller and smaller. And that's how, you know what I mean? That's how you get back up on the horse and that's how you get something done. So until next time, you all, uh, I'm going to end it the same way. Um, each day you have an opportunity to move forward into growth or to fall backwards into uh, comfort. I hope that you choose growth. I'm going to holler at you.